The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. your Monday, May 7th edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, a lot of interesting action all over all sports, playoffs, going to NBA, NHL. You had some nice golf going on. You had soccer and uh, tons of baseball and much, much more. So hope everybody had a great weekend. Enjoyed what we're starting to get to look like real weather for once, which is nice across the country, not just out where I live. But we have a seven-game slate tonight to attack, and it is a just doozy of a slate. It, uh, high totals galore. We have pitching that uh, seems more like, you know, okay floors, but what's the upside? Where do you want to pay? There's one ace that, you know, you're either all in with him or you're going to fade him and just pray because he is by far the best pitcher on the slate. And if he does his thing, he's going to blow away any other arm, most likely. You never know. Random things happen. But uh, he is definitely set up to be a nice play tonight. Uh, But let's get at it. Your totals on this seven-game slate. Giants at Phillies, 9. Mets at Reds, 9.5. Tigers at Rangers, 9.5. Marlins, Cubs, waiting on the weather because we are in Wrigley Field. Twins, Cardinals, 9. Astros, A's, 8.5. Nationals, Padres, 7. So 8.5 and and above is all around except in San Diego. So you're looking at team totals. There's two totals below four. Those are both in the Padres-Nationals game. Everything else is four or higher, and it is just ugly. So... It's basically pick your poison. Who do you feel most comfortable with? Because there's really not a ton of comfort feelings outside of that ace I mentioned. Uh, and you're just going to have to roll with it. This is a night that you should, you're either mass mass entry like 150 lineups with all the possible scenarios on the mound. Or you're going to take like one to three lineups total. Play in the single entry and three max. That's going to be my suggestions. And just, you know, cross your fingers because... I'm looked at all the stats, all this, that, and I'm going to do my strategy where I like the guy with the, with the K upside like we talk about a lot. But it is one of those nights that you could see a million different scenarios. There's really not a lot of comfort factor like we get on most nights where you have like, you know, four or five guys. You feel pretty confident in what they're going to give you on the hill, barring, you know, that you know 25% chance of, of a, a disaster. We don't have that out there tonight. This is a minefield, a gigantic minefield. Um, weather-wise, looks great. There's wind blowing out in Oakland between the Astros and the uh, the A's. 
There's warm weather. The Phillies in the 70s. Uh, you got game time starting at around 90 in Houston, getting down to the 80s. Eventually, by the 70s, or in Texas, I mean, a lot of nice warm weather. So the ball's going to start flying out more. As you can tell by the totals, we don't have the greatest pitchers. It's going to be a nice night. Um, you can probably pay up for pitching to get some value with some bats. But we'll get into all of that as we break it down. Let's start out with the pitching on this slate. And the guy up top is the guy we talked about, Steven Strasburg. He's 13600 bucks. The next closest guy is $9,600, $4,000 cheaper. That is a very good position player. So uh, Strasburg's 13-6, facing a Padres team in Petco Park. You know, it's not as much of a pitcher's park as it once was, but still very much so a pitcher's park. The Padres have the slowest total on the slate at 3.2. Lefties 279, righties 282, a, a below average Woba and a below average ISO for the Padres versus right-handed pitching. Yeah, Strasburg with a... 27 point, or he's striking out guys 29% of the time. Very low hard contact. And the Padres are striking out 27.4% of the time, the highest rate on the slate. Everything is lining up for just the stars have a line on this one. So it'd only be natural on a slate like this where there's all hell could break loose if the Padres put up like three, three home runs, seven runs, and four innings or something. It'd be so, so much like one of these slates. But, uh, Far and away, Strasburg is the top option. If you can pay up for him, you pay up for him. And if he doesn't work, he doesn't work. But this is a guy that, like I said, he's got 30-plus point upside. And there's really not a lot of other pitchers on this slate I can say that. But I'm not confident about any other pitcher on the slate putting up 30-plus points like Strasburg can. And that can be a differentiator, as you've seen over the weekend. With guys like Trevor Cahill going bananas, that's our boy. I hope you guys used him over the weekend. That's a guy we target early and often at that price tag. You got guys like uh, Garrett Cole, complete game shutout the other night. Uh, got you 60-plus points. That's where paying up for pitching works. When they show up the way they can as an ace, an ace-like situation, you roll with it. And that's what uh, we have with Strasburg tonight. Now, after Strasburg, it gets fun. And I'm not going to go too deep into a lot of these guys because it's really kind of a pick-your-poison thing. Like I said, good floor pitchers. We have Kyle Hendricks, a guy we've been targeting a lot uh, at the start of the season. A lot of it's been because his price tags has been too cheap. He was 7K, 6,900, nice, and 7,800 in his last three starts. He's been putting up basically 18 or more points in four straight starts. He's at home. we got to check the weather. It's, and when I looked at it, it wasn't too bad. It looked like nothing too crazy. And, you know, he's facing a Marlins team that you can take advantage of. They strike out about 25% of the time. Uh, he's got his great ground ball rate of over 50%. A Marlins team, you know, lefties 321, righties 299 versus Hendricks. They have a very below average Woba and an ISO below .1 against right-handed pitching. So Hendricks is a still very, very good call at uh, 96. If the stars align, he gets you 20-plus points. If not, he'll still probably get you 15 or so. So he gives you that solid floor. So I, I don't mind Hendricks at all in that position. As you go down the price points, Tyson Ross is 8700 bucks. This guy's been outstanding. He's at home. The problem is he's going against Strasburg. Now, if you want to just match up Ross and Strasburg and not care about the W... You do it. Uh, he's been very, very good his last three starts at San Francisco 25-3. At Colorado, he got 10. We'll let that go. And then at Arizona 32-9. That was the game where he almost got the no-no. But uh, facing a Washington team uh, traveling across country, you know, they strike out a uh, little over 20% of the time. He's not striking out a ton, but he's got his great ground ball rate, about 47%, not getting a ton of swinging strikes. The peripherals look scary, but he keeps getting it done. And the Nats have a 3.8 total, second lowest on the slate. So if you want to go there, you can. Bryce Harper's just been straight fire. Uh, the rest of their team's been better of late. The last, they had a good weekend series. But uh, overall, they've been struggling as a team. They got Rendon back, which will help. 
but you know, no, still no Eaton, still no Murphy, stuff like that. So you could go there with Ross. You could go with them both on a lineup if you want, or you could not go Strasburg and go with Ross and someone else and be really different and have all the bats. There's a ton of ways to go about it, but just remember Strasburg is the make or break of this whole thing. If he goes off, you're going to be in trouble if he didn't have him. Just put it plain and simple. But if he doesn't, you're going to be looking like a genius. So you got to make your stand tonight. Jeff Samarja, 8,400 at the Philadelphia Phillies. People, 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 people. Let me tell you about Jeff Samarja. And it's not because I know the Giants. This is just you're seeing with a lot of pitchers out there. He missed most of spring training with an injury. This is his spring training. Each start, he started to look a little better. He struggled against Washington, yes, but the San Diego start, I watched all five minutes he pitched. He had some control issues, but his velocity was slowly getting back up. He's now up to 90 pitches, which means he's almost ready to just rock and roll, whatever. He's going to have a hiccup. Smarsh has always been one of those guys that will give up a couple runs, but he's got such tremendous K upside when he's glowing. He could easily be in for seven or eight Ks tonight against the Philadelphia team that strikes out over 26% of the time, second highest on this slate. Smarsh is still striking out 24%. You know, he's got a 4.6% walk rate, and most of those walks came in his last start, so it shows you it hasn't been a problem all year. Decent ground ball rate, low hard contact rate, lots and lots of things to like there. They have a 4.55 total because, well, that's the slate. Lefty's 345, righty's 268. They definitely have some good left-handed pop in the lineup, but not a ton, not a ton at all. Santana, yes, he's our Hernandez, isn't the guy you think of a big left-handed pop. Average of Woba of 307 and a below average ISO of 145 versus right-handed pitching. So as much as people want to dog on Samarja, on a slate like this, with, again, you're looking for 20-plus point upside, Samarja's almost got there his first start of the year. He got 13 last time, but that was because he only went five and had three walks. He could easily be in for a minimum 15, upside 20-plus. We've seen Samarja in years past when he's dealing. He is a 30-plus guy. I'm not saying he's going to be there just yet, but the strikeout upside's there. If he keeps the ball in the ballpark or just limits the damage, Gets you six, seven innings, which he definitely can against Philadelphia. At 8400 bucks, he's definitely on the radar on this slate like this. I do like Samarja at 8400 Now you go down to a guy like Michael Fulmer at 8K. Mr. Old Reliable, Mr. Cash Game himself. He's got a great floor of about 15 points because that's what he does. He has shown the ability to strike a few more guys out of late, which has been really, really nice. He's facing a Texas team that strikes out a whopping, whopping, get this right, whopping 25% of the time. So you're looking at a guy like Fulmer at 25%. Just remember, the weather is going to be very warm in Texas, so the ball may fly. Fernando Romero is going to be a name you hear all over the place. He's the uh, young prospect from Minnesota, made his debut at home, I want to mention, for starters. It's always nice for a young guy to pitch at home. Five and two-thirds, four hits, nowhere in three walks, five Ks. He pitched really, really well. Ground ball to fly ball, eight ground balls to two fly balls. All the things we love to see through 97 pitches, so the pitch count's not a problem. Facing St. Louis... In St. Louis, they didn't have to travel after their late, late game because it got done very, very late. But uh, St. Louis strikes out about 23% of the time. Uh, you know, Romero's been a guy with great stuff, but also can be wild at times. We have to keep that in mind. Uh, St. Louis have a 4-7 total lefties, 205 righties, 4085, very, very small sample. So Romero at 77 should be popular to match up with a guy like Strasburg. I'm just, I like the kid. I like his stuff. I don't know if I can go there just yet in a matchup like that. After Romero, it gets very, very bleak. I'm not going to Zach Eflin. I'm not going to Brett Anderson. The only other guy I'll give a shot down here, and i got to really see lineups or if I'm desperate, is Jarlin the Marlin Garcia at 5,900. The guy keeps getting it done at this price tag. He literally at 14 his last time, the 22-5, 15-7, 18-3. 
His last few starts, he even had a 23-7 earlier in the year. He's averaging over 16 points a start. Uh, the peripherals look like he's going to just get destroyed one of these days and going into Chicago. But like I said, they got in late, late, late out of St. Louis because that game got done late. Uh, we talked about it recently, the traveling team. We saw the Yanks get shut down their last time, uh, last Monday against Houston, given different atmosphere here. But Jarlin the Marlin has been a good floor guy at that price tag at 5900 bucks. Uh, the destruction could happen facing these guys, like we mentioned. Uh, the Cubs do strike out 23% of the time. You got uh, Jarlin with a 19% strikeout rate, a good swinging strike rate at 10.6, ground ball at 40.7, limits the hard contact. So a lot to like their righties do hit him at a 361 clip, but it's really weird for a Cubs team. They, this is how much they struggled this year. They have a below average Woba versus uh, left-handed pitching of 298 and a below average ISO of a buck 44. These are just weird numbers for a Cubs team that needs to get it going. Maybe they start to get it going. You never know. But the weather doesn't look too bad. Not a big wind day in Chicago. So Jarlin at 59 could definitely be in play and let you do a lot of the things with your lineup. So I've named off a lot of guys. You know, Strasburg, yes, we're looking definitely looking at Strasburg. Hendricks is the next guy on the list if you're going there. If you want to go Tyson Ross and Strasburg together, I get it. But some margin, that mid-range, I do like to gamble with. Fulmer a little safer at 8,000. You got Romero, who's Got the goods, but it's first road start. Can he do it against St. Louis? We've seen St. Louis's bats go ice, ice cold, or they have the talent to erupt. So Romero at 77 is going to be a popular name today when you listen around. And last but not least, Jarlin the Marlin Garcia at 5,900 could be a very nice punt play for you there. Let's get into the bats on this slate. Before we do, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft.com, Draft in your app store. It is the coolest way to play fantasy sports. Cool, new way to play fantasy sports. Snake-style drafts take under five minutes. You get paid out the next day. When you make your first deposit, use promo code SD Sports. When you, you make that deposit, you get an int- free entry into a free $3 tournament. It's a blast. You get a pitcher, two for uh, DH slash catcher slash infielders, and two outfielders. It is a great way to draft. Snake-style, as I said, you're in, you're out. Prices start, like, I think, at a bucks, the, the lowest. It goes all the way up. There's tons and tons of ways to play. Different formats, if you really want to dig in, that are fun. But uh, check it out in your app store or draft or on draft.com. Use promo code SD Sports when you check out and get entry into a free $3 tournament. Now let's get to the bats on this seven game slate at the catcher's position. Like Wilson Contreras against Garcia at 41 could be worth a look there. You got like Buster Posey in Philly at 3,800. Uh, Posey's always that guy that kind of gets overlooked, but he's been slowly but surely getting it done. Uh, two, four, five, five straight games of 10 or more points. He's being very, very productive. Posey's getting it done without even using the long ball very much. So there's a lot to like there. We look at the Giants. Lefties hit 385, righties 323 on Zach Eflan. So uh, Posey at 38 could be a sneaky catcher for those that don't want to go that direction. John Hicks of the Detroit Tigers at 3,500 against Matt Moore. He's first base catcher eligible. He's been swinging a really, really good stick of late. Uh, 22 points again yesterday in Kansas City. He's 3,500 worth a look in his matchup. James McCann also catching for Detroit at 33 versus Moore. Those are two guys we like to use in their situations. Jordan uh, Hicks will be playing a lot, I think, especially against lefties with Mickey Cabrera on the DL. So those two guys could both be in play if you want to really go heavy against Matt Moore, as we know. Is a mess. Tigers highest total at 4.8. Lefties 432. Righties 352 versus Matt Moore. The farther down you go, uh, Mitch Garver is catching a lot for Minnesota these days with Castro out. He's 3,200. 
Uh, Evan Gaddis, 31 versus a lefty, but Gaddis has been bad, so keep that in mind. Got Tucker Barnhart at 3K versus the youngster Conlin for the Mets. He's another option for you. And then the farther down you go, you're going to want to check out lineups because there's a, it's an interesting slew of just what happened down here. Um, overall, nothing really standing out too crazy. Maybe a Josh Fegley, but he's not even around these days. He's an old guy who used to target with the Azerus righties. So, yeah, check your lineups. The catcher's position, that is a luxurious down below as it once was. First base, Joey Votto at 5500 versus Conlon. That is quite the price bump, 5500 But Votto's earning. He's been darn, darn good. Uh, Cincinnati's got a 4-8 total against Conlon. So keep an eye on that matchup there as uh, he'll be at home in Great American Small Park against the youngsters of so someone that definitely target in that one. Conlon doesn't have any stats. This will be his debut. Yeah, he's only 4K, but we're not using He's a lefty. Uh, he's going to get beat up. We'll just put that way. Votto hits lefties just fine, so don't let that uh, fool you at all. After Votto, you got Rizzo at 48. Does hit lefties really well. Joey Gallo at 43. Uh, you go down the go like a guy like Brandon Belt at 41. He continues to just produce time and time again and gets overlooked. Uh, if you think Samarja is going to be off, Carlos Santana at 39 is in play. You go down a little farther. You got guys like Mark Kana, first base outfield versus Keuchel. The A's lit up Keuchel's last time out, so keep them in mind. John Hicks at 35. already mentioned him. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, 3,500 versus Homer Bailey, Great American Small Park, would be contrarian. It's not a place I like to go, but it's definitely going to be contrarian if you want to look at that direction. Other than that, like Yuli Gurriel at 32 does hit lefties very, very well. Uh, it's about really it at the first base position. So, the, again, top heavy as usual, the belt at 41 in that mid-price range. Second base, you got all two-way versus lefty at 51. It's very solid as usual. Uh, Javi Baez versus lefty at 45 is in play as well. You got Jed Lowry at 44. I like his Drupal Cabrera quite a bit at 4,300 in Great American Small Park against Homer Bailey. That's a great matchup there. Uh, 4 7 3 total for the Mets. Lefty's 370, righty's 391 versus Bailey. So his Drupal at 43 is very much in play. Scooter Jeanette, uh, maybe if you want to. But you go down to guys like uh, Matt Carpenter's only 36. I hate Matt Carpenter, but. It's not a horrible price tag on a slate like this. Jerks and Profar at 34 is another cheap you could look at. Or you just do what we've been doing, or I was doing all weekend. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned him on Friday as well. He's going to be playing a ton. He's second base shortstop eligible. He's up to 3,300. The price is slowly coming up. But Alan Hansen of the Giants, he gets on, he runs, he even showed some pop on Saturday. Three straight multi hit games with doubles in all three of them. He has 10 or more points in three straight games and a great matchup against Eflin in Philadelphia. Alan Hansen at 33 is a very solid play at second base. Or shortstop for some uh, value on the slate. Other than that, not too much going on. Maybe uh, if Alex Blandino gets in the lineup for Cincinnati, he's second base, third base eligible. He's 2,900. A right-handed bat with a little bit of pop in it against uh, Conlin. Could be a nice cheapie as well uh, in your lineup formation. Third base, <clears throat> yeah, Chris Bryant at 53 is always worth a look. Antonio Suarez versus a lefty. In Great American Small Park at 49 is a very solid play as well. Eduardo Escobar, our boy, is up to 4,500. How he has grown. I love when we get on a guy. We do this year in and year out. We get on him when he's cheap and we ride that wave. I've been, we, or hopefully we, have been riding that Eduardo Escobar wave as he continues to get it done. He's up to 4,500. Third base shortstop eligible against St. Louis. Minnesota has a 4 3 total. Lefty's 323. Righty's 277 versus John Gant. And Gant's not. 
he's been out of the pen a lot. Now, he used to be a starter in the minors, so who knows how stretched out he really, really is, but it's going to turn into a bullpen game there, so keep that in mind. But Escobar, 45, definitely in play. Uh, Longo's been swinging it well. Preferring more versus lefties than righties, but he's swinging it well. Uh, Todd Frazier against Bailey at 4K. I don't care. It's righty-righty. It's, it's Homer Bailey. It's Great American Small Park. Frazier at 4K. Especially GPPs, you're looking for the long ball. There you go. Alex Bregman's only 3,900 versus Anderson. That's a cheapie there. Anderson looked okay in his first start, but he didn't Brett Anderson, so don't get too uh, locked into that. Lefty's 431, righty's 363. Bregman does it. Lefty's really, really well. So 3,900 bucks is a savings on him. Matt Chapman's been kind of quiet lately. 3,700 versus Keuchel. It does have that power upside you're looking for in these matchups. You go down farther. It's a lot of what ifs at this position, like Brian Anderson, 33. But is that the big production you want? Probably not. Uh, check the lineups later because there's not a lot down here after you get past, you know, like we said, um, Carpenter. So at 37, Wilmer Defoe is playing well. Second base, third base. If he's at the top of the order, I deal with it. If he's buried down, if he's ninth, I can do it because you get the wrap around. But he is some value there if you need him. Shortstop Carlos Correa at 5K definitely worth a look there. Trey Turner. Uh, Eduardo Escobar makes him at 45. Jose Peraza swinging a really good bat. He's up to 4,300 bucks, which is crazy. Man, at the beginning of the year, some of these guys were not even existent, but Peraza's playing really, really well. He's getting on. He's stealing like crazy. He'll get no ownership of that price tag. People see that price tag get disgusted. So if you have some funds and you want to be different, that is a way to be different. Peraza leading off, you know, then the high total versus Conlon, his uh, lefty righty matchup there could definitely be in play. A guy like Marcus Simeon at 300 bucks versus Keiko's a good look. Simeon's been swinging a good bat this year. Loves facing his lefty, so keep him in mind. We mentioned Profar at 34. Again, Alan Hansen, second base shortstop, 3300 bucks. Should be in lineups tonight. Uh, Brandon Crawford, he's 3200 He is swinging a really good bat. He's loving this road trip right now. He's averaging about nine points in his last 10 games. He had eight points yesterday, 19, 24, and 12 in his last four. Swinging a good stick, showing some power outside of AT&T Parkers, which Giants used, usually do. So he's another cheapie at 3200 You can take a look at We were talking about him last week in the high twos as a value play. Well, now you get him at 32 On this slate, that still is value because there's not much down below. Miguel Rojas at 26 about as low as I'd go at the shortstop position. I don't even like it that much because Hendricks I respect on the mound. Outfield, you got Harper at 59. He's crushing everything. Springer at 52 is okay. Not bad at all. You got uh, Shebler at 46, lefty-lefty, but uh, will be very low-owned. Chris Davis, K with the Chris, 45 versus lefty. Do like that. If Castellanos is in a lineup at 44 versus more, very much in play. I didn't mention much of the Tigers. Like, if you're looking for value, you got guys like Dixon Machado and Iglesias and so many other guys in that lineup that you could definitely use them as value because you're facing Matt Moore, which is a gas can. Um, the Tigers, the whole lineup's in play based on if you want to stack. You go more with the power guys. If you want just value, you go with different areas there. Hit, us, hit me up in the Slack chat, and I'll answer questions on any of those guys when the lineup comes out. Gallo and Mazzara at 43 for Homer upside versus Fulmer. It is a warm one there, so it wouldn't surprise me. Eddie Rosario, 4,200 for Minnesota. This is a guy you do the Escobar-Rosario stack. He's been crushing it. Uh, seven or more points in five, six, seven. Seven straight games with two, four, 22 and above games out of those seven. He's been feeling it. 4,200 versus John Gant. Definitely worth a look there. Matt Adams, not horrible. Remember, Ross is a sinker baller. Adam Duvall is a very solid play at 4K versus Conlon. And their matchup there. You go down, you got the Shields and Chew at 38. Okay, versus Fulmer. I can see that. Jay Bruce versus Homer Bailey at 38. It's a solid-looking play. Bruce is just having an up-and-down season. A very frustrating season, to say the least. 
But uh, good matchup versus Bailey if you want to take him in a GPP. Just the inconsistency that doesn't make him cash game relevant tonight. Max Kepler at 37 versus Gant is worth a look for sure. Power in that matchup. Uh, you go down, you got guys like Franchi Cordero if you want a one-off versus Strasburg. Chad Pender if he makes the lineup usually. That's second versus left. If he's at the top of that order at 35 versus Keiko. Very much in play there. Albert Omora Jr. hopefully leading off versus Charlie and the Marlin at 3,400. I do like that as value. Conforto at 34 versus Bailey and Nemo at 34 versus Bailey. Both some nice plays there for the value department. Again, you got Mikey Matuk, Nikki Goodrum for 32 each for the Tigers versus Moore are worth looks as well. Uh, other than that, Jason Hayward, I can't do it. No. Yeah, check your lineups. Austin Jackson's 3K versus Eflin. If he's leading off, I can get behind that. He's having a good good uh, start to the road trip for him. Uh, but yeah, check your lineups. Gregor Blanco, if he leads off at 27, is another value play for the Gigantes. Had a good game on Sunday. So a lot going on there. Recapping your pitching, you know, you got Strasburg far and away the best at 13-6. You guys like Hendricks at 96, not bad at all. Tyson Ross at 87. Uh, you got uh, Samarz at 84 with that big K upside against Philadelphia. Fulbert 8,000 from Romero at 77. And then Jarlin the Marlin at 59. Lots of different angles to look at there. Again, totals are high, high, high everywhere. Don't forget the Tigers versus Matt Moore, currently the highest total on the slate. Just barely below it's the Reds versus Conlin. Both great matchups there against lefties. You can just blow them up in their ballparks and everything. Lots to like there. The Mets versus Homer Bailey is also in play. So, like a Reds-Mets game stack is definitely in play with Coughlin and Bailey on the hill. You got the, the Cardinals versus Romero. The Tigers versus Fulmer. Just totals are through the roof. So, lots to go off of there. Let's look at BVP and wrap her up. Starting with the... Not much there. Not much there. Crawford, 4 for 8. Two homers off Eflin. Mentioned that Dalt's taking him deep as well. Adrian Gonzalez, 11 for 25. Two doubles, six home runs versus Bailey. I mentioned Aegon as 3,500 as a chance in this matchup. It's a great matchup for him. And, man, if you want to talk BVP, six homers and 11 hits. 11 for 25, six homers, two doubles against uh, Homer Bailey. So definitely something to keep an eye on. The Drupal Cabrera, 5 for 15 with a double. You got the likes of not a ton of BVP with good sample sizes here. Uh, Matt Chapman, 4 for 7, two doubles, two homers off Keuchel. Smolenski, 5 for 13. Kana has a homer as well. You go down a little farther. Do, 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 do. Chase Headley, 4 for 8, two doubles off Strasburg. But I doubt he plays tonight. Uh, Bryce Harper, 3 for 5 with a homer off of Tyson Ross. Matt Adams, 4 for 7 with a double. So, yeah, not a lot of overall BVP on today's slate. But there you have it. Seven games in the books. Check us out. TheSportsDGens.com. At TheSportsDGens. Uh, have a lot going on as usual this week tonight. Recording always pressing PGA DFS pod. Previewing the Players Championship. The fifth major goes down this week on the PGA Tour. So we'll break that down with all the rest of the content this week from Jesse and G- Gianni and the guys with the OED picks and so much more. Um, uh, interviewing Andy Singleton tonight from Fantrax uh, to talk Bench with Love episode 92, Fantasy Baseball and more. We have a ton going on this week as always, so check us out. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Any questions you have, let me know and join the Sports DJ Slack chat. It's getting more and more active. I love it, guys. Keep it coming. It's a lot of fun and a good place to share information. You know, when, when we're busy with life, there's other guys to talk to. It's a really good way to get it in. But with that being said, this is MLB DFS Quick Hits, your May 7th edition. I'm out.